Hiya, me again. And uh, back to my normal places for wandering about, talking to myself on a camera. Still really busy out though, isn't it? I'm in school holidays. I don't like doing these when it's really busy. I'm a bit shy or something like that, talking on a camera to myself. People just look at you, don't they? Not that I care what people think, but you know, my last day at work before Easter today, because I'm going on a road trip, which I'm quite looking forward to. I haven't done like, a proper big road trip for six years, something like that. When um, I flew to Milan and rented a car and drove around Italy for a week. Well, this time I, uh, in the morning, I'm heading out seven hour drive up to Falkirk. I'm gonna do the NC500 in my tiny little car. Quite looking forward to it, a lot of miles though. And hard to get oil, I want a litre of oil to take in the boot. And it's really hard to buy oil for these stupid little cars because they take racing car oil for some reason that I don't fully understand. But yeah, anyway, I've got a few stories to talk about. I'm not gonna rabbit on too long today. But the first story is uh, quite, we talked about it the other day. It's a couple of days ago. Do you remember there was, bloody flies. You remember there was a woman in Wales that was named and shamed for not paying her TV license in a local paper. Well, there's more on this story because she's talked to a paper. So have a look at this, look. So it's in the Liverpool Echo now. And I'll put a link below if you want to read the whole thing. Mum disgusted as she's taken to court over BBC TV license fee. So at least they don't put her full name. Well, they do put her full name, actually, but not her address. Oh, and someone did tell me how to pronounce where she was from. I didn't want to attempt pronouncing Welsh names, because if I get it wrong, I'm just going to get ripped apart, aren't I? It says here, it's pronounced Cumbran. It's quite an easy one, really. It might be quite an easy one for you, but I don't know how to pronounce a W as not a W. But anyway, it goes on a bit. It's quite a long thing. It says she's disgusted she was hit with a court, blah, blah, blah. But in Liverpool's Echo's defence, they do put stuff like this, look. However, you do not need one if you only watch shows on catch-up, with the exception of BBC iPlayer. So, fair play to Liverpool Echo. I actually put some information in there. But what she said, this girl, I can get muddy today. It doesn't matter because I'm the only one in the office. So I can have muddy shoes today as long as I clean up after myself. She says here, I'm on benefits, I'm epileptic with my disability living allowance, blah, blah, blah. My kids had an Xbox for Christmas and we could watch things through that. We didn't need our Sky package anymore. We tried to cancel the Sky sub, but they said, good, because an 18-month contract, you've got to buy your way out of it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But just because you've got a Sky subscription doesn't necessarily mean you need a television licence, does it? No, this is the important bit. An inspector reported that she, in May 21, after knocking on the door and pointing out she still had a side subscription, but had not paid for a licence for a year. She claims she made it clear that the family only watched catch-up TV and arranged payments for a new licence that day to prevent further visits from TV licensing, and she thought no more about it. How did a TV licence enforcement officer know that she had a Sky subscription? And also, that's not evidence that she's watching stuff she shouldn't be watching. It's just not. So we now know that she was talking to the TV license enforcement officer at the door. Because she would have told him she had a Sky package. He, he might have pointed out there's a Sky dish on there. And she said, yeah, I've got a Sky subscription, but I don't watch it or something like that. And um, 
maybe she was genuinely only watching catch-up TV and not using iPlayer. I genuinely didn't need a television license. And talking to the goon, she didn't know how to handle it. Maybe she was scared because she thought it was someone important, like a bailiff or whatever. Because that's how they prey on people. They like, they like you to think there's something important. And she's dropped herself in it. So it just proves that literally no good can come from talking to these people. You know, maybe she was watching stuff she shouldn't have been watching. Maybe she wasn't. But the only way she got into trouble for that was by talking to that goon when he knocked on the door. Now, it goes on a bit more. You can read the whole story. It's down in the links below. But that's why the most important part of the message with TV licensing is don't talk to the goons. And quite a few people have said, well, if you're not doing anything wrong, you've got nothing to worry about talking to the goons. Yeah, you still do. It's still best just to completely not talk to She may very well have been innocent. She may very well have been doing something she shouldn't have been doing, but there's only one way that could have been found out, and it's by talking to them. So, yeah, there's a, that's the poster child for not talking to the goons, really, isn't it? And back over to my friends. Seems to be talking about them a lot lately on the Slipped Disc website, the number one self-claimed classical music website. They have got a bee in their bonnet at the BBC at the minute. They really have. With um, with the cuts to orchestras and the cuts to the choirs. Yeah, these people on the number one classical musical website, not happy. And they're doing some good stuff. They've, they've had an apology, or you know, like letters from the BBC, go backwards and forwards with them and stuff, and they publish everything. And this one, look, major leak what the BBC really plans for its orchestras. So they claim to have a leaked document out of the BBC claiming what they're planning to do with the orchestras and, and the choir. Let's have a look. So here are the document headlines. Closed BBC singers investing instead in choral partnerships and commissions across the UK. Why the BBC needs to have the BBC singers anyway? If they need a singer, just hire in a singer. So, yeah, I think the BBC are doing the right move there. Look, this classical music website and the Musicians' Junior wouldn't agree with me, obviously, but you know, most people don't agree with me, to be fair. Reduce the core base of the BBC Philharmonic, creating a world-leading talent development programme in partnership with the Royal College of Music. I don't fully understand all of that, but it sounds like they want to have less full-time musicians in the BBC Philharmonic and use, what, apprentices or cheaper musical students, something like that. A new head of content will lead on all digital learning and performance planning across the orchestras and a new business lead position is expected to be based at East Bank. Well, they're talking about who's the guy that they employed here, yeah, Simon Webb as head of BBC orchestras. Consensus seems to be that he was brought in to do the dirty work. To do the dirty work that someone else in the BBC didn't want to do by sacking off all these musicians and making loads of change. And uh, yeah, it goes on, there's a few other bits. For the record, the BBC has publicly denied that it intends to merge or pull the BBC Symphony and Concert Orchestras. I think it's the best thing to do. I just, it's five orchestras 
On the last FOI request, it's five orchestras with 399 full-time musicians in five orchestras. And uh, yeah, I know you, they've got to support the arts and stuff like that. It's what the BBC do. Right. But if I was a licensed fee payer, I would be quite cross at the recent news that they're going to cut a thousand hours of new programming because they're paying for orchestras and stuff. Why? Why? I know you can't please all the people all the time, but it is niche. An orchestra is niche, isn't it? Not everybody cares for orchestras. And you're pleasing a very small amount of people. I bet if I could stop people, if anyone was walking about, and I asked them, if they're happy that their 159 quid a year BBC licence fee is paying towards orchestras. I bet they wouldn't even know. And when I did tell them about it, it'd be like, what a waste of money. But that's my take on it. There's the number one classical music website has a different take on it. And the Musicians Union has a very different take on it. They think the BBC should be supporting the orchestras. And you can't please all the people all the time, can you? And that is the problem with the licence fee, is that they have to try and please all the people all the time. And it's not possible to do it. It's not possible to do it. All right, what else have we got? Investigator helping fake Madeleine McCann to face difficult questions after DNA test. That's right. The DNA, oh, blimey, it fell over. The DNA test results are in. As to whether that was Madeleine McCann or not. And yeah, it wasn't. I think we could have all guessed that it wasn't. And it wasn't. No, but she was being helped. Like all the publicity she was doing in the States and everything was from a woman who's a private investigator and a medium. So, um, yeah, I don't think she's going to be doing a lot of business as a private investigator because she failed on that one. And I don't think she's going to be doing a lot of business as a medium because she could have seen that one coming if she was any good at her bloody job. And loads of people are saying... Well, she never claimed, this, this Polish girl never claimed to be Madeleine McCann. She just thought she might be. That's fine. I'm not having a dig at the girl if she genuinely thought she might be. Okay, fair enough. But why go on all the TV shows in the States? Why go on this publicity drive with this fake medium who really wants to be famous? That's what it was all about. Why do it? Why not just solemnly and humbly wait for the DNA test results to come back. Wouldn't that have been the right way to do it? But yeah, so it wasn't Madeleine McCann. There you go. Right, what's next? Oh, this blooming woman. Oh. Woman demands Sainsbury's rename sexist steak as it's wildly inappropriate. So there's a steak, a big steak in Sainsbury's called the Big Daddy Beef Rump Steak. And she thinks it's wrong and misogynistic and food products shouldn't be gendered. It's wrong. I think she needs to... I don't have time to complain about stuff like that because i got a job. Has this woman got one? I don't know. Seems like a waste of time, but how? So she can't have it called... She's going to win, right? Sainsbury's haven't said they're going to change the name of the state. She will win. These people always win. So if she does win, and that gets changed from the Big Daddy Rumsdale, which I've never purchased, I don't shop in Sainsbury's, can't afford to shop in Sainsbury's. But if she wins and that gets changed, then I'm going to start a campaign to have Aunt Bessie's changed, because that's gendered. If you can't have a Big Daddy Rumpsteak, 
then Aunt Bessie can't make potatoes and Yorkshire puddings. What about Pink Lady apples? Does she want to change those or are they okay? Because the apples identify as the same gender as her, so that's fine. But you can't have a daddy rump steak. So, yeah, if she goes through with that, I'll say I'm going to start the campaign. And I love Aunt Bessie, don't get me wrong, I'm quite the fan. But I will start the campaign. I will get my revenge on Weird Steak Lady by attacking her. Nah, I couldn't attack Aunt Bessie if I tried. I love her too much. She's been responsible for some of my finest efforts of a roasting. <laughs> For Pink Lady Apples, I think that would be a fair campaign, wouldn't it? And like one last quick one, because this popped up this morning. I'm like, oh, God. Piers Morgan warns opinions are flying as he joins A-listers for birthday bash. He's gone to LA for his birthday, he's 58 or something, and he's taken some friends with him. And just quickly, how glad are you you ain't at this party? Because I'm very glad. Not that I'd have been invited, but if I was... Oh, can you imagine being... At a worse party, right? Gary Lineker, Amanda Holden, Bruno Tognoli. Pass. Glad I wasn't invited to that. I can't think of a worse group of people to sit with than Piers Morgan, especially Amanda Holden, especially Gary Lineker. I don't really care for Bruno Tognoli either. So, yeah, would you like to have been invited to that birthday party? Go out in LA? I'm glad I wasn't. Glad I wasn't. Right, over to your comments. Because uh, I need to whiz through this because I need to go try and find some oil, get my car checked over. Because that's a lot of driving. So I'm back Tuesday and I'm going to have my final night in Blackpool. Looking forward to that. I'm going to go and play about in Coral Island for the night and have a Weatherspoons in Blackpool. And I'm going to see Loch Ness because I'm a tourist and I've never seen Loch Ness before. And I've never even been to Scotland. So I'm looking forward to it. And According to the Sun, there's a story in the Sun. Uh, the UK's most dangerous road—it's the top ten most dangerous roads in the world. I doubt that very much. I'm going to go on that as well. All right, comment section. Hey John, tried Hield and liked it. Mixing it to your liking is a process. Just got expensive. I mentioned in yesterday's video that I bought this Hield stuff, and it's uh, yeah, it's, it shakes, but it's also like proper instant food now as well. It's supposed to be quite good for you. I've got a friend that, that uses it. I thought it might be good for work lunches because work lunches are just a drama for me at the minute. I thought it'd be easier to do for work lunches, right? So I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to do a video about it. I'm not sponsored. But, um, well, it might be one day. Eh? I am getting loads of sponsorship requests actually at the minute because it's getting a lot of views. Quite a few companies are asking me if I want to feature their product, talk about it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yes, thank you, John. I cancelled my TV licence over a year ago after following a procedure that you recommended. Love getting these messages. I received a refund a few weeks later, which was good. Got rid of the telly. Best thing I've done for years. Now I just watch YouTube films, videos and DVDs. Well, I don't know if I'd want to get rid of my telly. That's probably a step too far. And you can own a telly without requiring the licence, as I'm sure. I'm sure you're aware, but it might be new people watching this that aren't aware of that. I can't remember what I did before YouTube. I watch so much YouTube. It's crazy. Crazy how much YouTube I watch. I do dabble in and out of Netflix and that. Oh, speaking of Netflix, you know I said let my net my ex use my Netflix. An email the other day from Netflix saying a new device has signed into your account. 
and it was her mum, who I hate with a passion, logging into my Netflix. So I got that password changed and kicked my ex off it. That's what I get for being nice. Graveyard, very apt when talking about a BBC. Surprised the DG isn't there digging his own. Yeah, I was in a graveyard yesterday. Yeah, funny. Funny. He's very apt for the BBC. I should have picked up on that, really. Yeah. Oh, what I should have done, actually, was not read that comment out. And then I could have gone to the graveyard again and made the joke myself. Stole it off you. Been licence-free for about two years now, thanks to you. Nice one. No, I love getting these messages. The only thing I miss is live sport, but that's what the pub is for. I like your little stories, by the way. <laughs> Did she say yes? Yeah, live sport's the trickiest bit, isn't it? Not having a telly licence. That's what gets me. I'm quite the Formula One fan. You know. Yeah. Uh, here's what it is. Here's what it is. The good thing about Formula One is I'll watch it at any time, can't I? I do have the subscription for it. And I'll watch it live. Just watch them whenever. Like last week's one was in Australia. It was on at like six in the morning or something. I ain't that dedicated a fan. I'm getting up at six to watch the race. What else did you say? Oh, did she say yes? Well, like, yeah, yes, though. Sort of about how I got banned from the church for being drunk and disorderly during midnight mass. And then while they were all singing, I went down the front to propose to my girlfriend with my West Ham ring. And um, I woke up in the morning and uh, didn't have my ring. But I had a terrible head. So I text her. Just happy Christmas. No. And she's acting like she was all excited. And she's going, oh, I can't believe you gave me my ring and all of this. And so I was like, what happened? And then like, throughout the day, she dribbled like information to me via text message. And then when I saw her on Boxing Day, she was acting like she was so happy to be engaged and everything. I'm like, oh no, what did I do? I can't believe I did that. I don't want to get married. And she was winding me up. She was quite funny. She didn't want to get, who wants to get married to me? She was quite funny. Yeah, just winding me up. Quite a big hill, this. So as I huff and a puff my way up this hill, I think that about does it. So the next time you see me, I'll be somewhere else. What day is it today? Wednesday. I leave early in the morning. Don't know what time yet, we'll be early. And I've got seven and a half hours to Falkirk. So maybe I'll make a video there. Maybe I won't. But I'm sure I'll. I'll make a video up in Scotland at some point, definitely in Blackpool. So uh, keep an eye out for me. As always, thanks for watching. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And I'll see you again soon. Ta-da!